Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, you're listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Marketing Talk podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason Wright and Brandy Montambo. What is going on everybody? Jason Wright here bringing you episode number 186 of the podcast. I will apologize, it's been uh, three weeks since I've released a podcast episode, which is inexcusable. I have no excuse. I have episodes recorded, quite a few actually, and uh, I just, just time gets away. Time gets away from me, so maybe you know who that, how that goes. Um, here we are in early March of 2020. I'm kind of looking uh, over, I guess, two and a half months, almost the first full quarter, and it's it's crazy, like I said, how quick time goes by. But what I'm really focused on now, and I'm just kind of ramb- rambling here for a moment, but I'm just really focused on what's working, what's working and what's not working. And when I say what's working is, you know, what's helping grow the list, what's helping make money, uh, what's helping increase engagement. And that, that's I think kind of the big three uh, focuses that most entrepreneurs should have in mind because that's ultimately the stuff that gets us results at the end of the day, right? So it's really, really easy to get caught up with the shiny objects and the fun, new, exciting softwares and stuff. But at some point, you got to have that conversation, say, what's working? What's actually giving me measurable results? So interesting, um, just kind of a random thought there for you. Uh, that brings me into the sponsor of this podcast, this podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Startup Program. And this is something I put together, um, been doing business online for about four and a half years now. Uh, for anybody who's looking to go from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, by learning how to actually build a business online that's sustainable, uh, I've got a proven step-by-step framework for you. And it's it's more than that. Um, you get the chance to um, interact with me through Messenger and run all your ideas by me. And there's a private Slack group and private Zoom calls and things like that. So pretty cool. If that's something of interest to you, um, check it out. It's at intentionalstartupprogram.com. And yes, I am the king of ultra long <laughs> URLs. So not my purpose, but it's just the way it works out. Anyway, uh, this week I've got myself and Brandy with an awesome guest, uh, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Uh, we had a really good uh, conversation, which I'll share with you here in a moment, and I'd encourage you strongly to check out the video on YouTube also. Uh, just a lot of fun. Good, good stuff. So without further ado, let's check it out and see what we all talked about, shall we? What's happening, everybody? We've got Jason, Brandy, and a guest with us today. We've got Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Let me tell you what I know about Dave. He has a podcast in a company called School of Podcasting. He's got 2.1 million downloads, maybe more today. Nice. He's the author of the book, Profit from Your Podcast, which is very interesting to me. And in 2018, he was inducted into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. Welcome to the show, Dave. Glad to be here. Very exciting stuff. That is cool stuff. Been Been a fun journey. Uh, I'd love to hear about that journey. How in the world did you get started with all this? I, uh, 
I've been teaching people technology since the fax machine. Like I used to teach people how to send email because they didn't know what it was. So <laughs> I, I go back a ways with that. And so I was making websites in Microsoft front page, which doesn't exist anymore. And I had newsletters and I was on the internet and a friend of mine came back from an event and said, Hey, you know how you, and again, this dates it, you know how you missed the MySpace boat? And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, he said, the next big thing is going to be podcasting. And I went to Google and I typed in podcasting and there was one and a half pages. And I went, I think I broke the internet. Like, hold on, let me do, no, there's just nothing <laughs> about this subject. And when I finally, uh, I found this uh, archaic software called Juice. It had a big picture of a, a lemon on it. And um, I, I downloaded it, heard the voice of Adam Curry come out. And I was like, hey, I know that guy from MTV. And pieces parted together, like hand-coded an RSS feed. And when I actually uploaded a file and saw it come down in this software, I went, oh, oh, I see what this is going to do. And so I took, I was doing a newsletter for musicians and I started, I'd already been putting audio on the internet, which is not a podcast. It was just embedding audio. Mm -hmm. But then I turned that into a podcast. And my very first piece of voicemail was from a guy named Michael Van Lahr from Nuremberg, Germany. And I was at the time in the lovely metropolis of Mogador, Ohio, everyone together. What? Where? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the cows next to the water heater in the basement. And there's some guy in Nuremberg, Germany who likes my show. And I was like, first of all, I even found it. And I just, at that point, I grabbed my flag, I planted it. And I said, I, this podcasting thing is, you know, it's, it's geeky, it's creative, and you get to help people if you want to. I'm like, I, this is it. I'm all in on this stuff. So that's how I that's got it. That's awesome. Very cool. Very, very cool. And now it's, uh, it's a really popular in thing to do, isn't it? It's uh, everybody and their brother has, I think everybody's dog at this point now will have a podcast <laughs> soon. So it's, uh, it, it's funny because people... I never thought it was that hard to start a podcast, but then again, I'm kind of geeky, but they, there are tools now that make it super duper easy to the point where I now say starting a podcast isn't hard. Starting a good podcast is hard because you can, you can grab a phone and an app and talk into your phone and presto instant podcast, but yep. it doesn't just because it's real doesn't mean it's uh, good. Yeah, what would you say? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No. No, I'm just interested. What would you say? I mean, obviously you talk to a lot of people that are trying to start, have been doing it, you know, yeah. what would you say is the number one struggle people run into? Is it keeping it going? Is it getting started? Is it the equipment? It's uh, imposter syndrome. Mm. Why, why would anyone listen to me? Like, I'm mm -hmm. just like, I don't, you know, and I, and everybody thinks, well, I'm not a geek. And I go, have you ever been in the car and like your jam came on? You're like, yeah, cool. You crank it up. And then the phone rings. What do you do? You, you turn down the radio so you can hear the phone. Ah, you, you know how to mix audio. <laughs> have you ever uploaded a picture to Facebook? Yep. Then you can upload an MP3 file to Libsyn. Uh, you know, there's, you have all, do you know how to talk? Yes. Have you ever pressed record on anything? Yes. Then you can, you have the skills to podcast. It's the mental hurdle of why would anyone listen to me a lot of times that that, and um, I've seen people that can't get over the sound of their voice because, mm. and that's a science thing. When we hear ourselves, it sounds weird. The fun phrase is bone conduction, which I still swear is a great name for a band, but you're actually listening <laughs> through your skull. If you talk and put your fingers on your forehead, you will feel that it's vibrating and that gives your voice extra bass. Well, when you then hear it through speakers, now you're just using your ears. It's like somebody unplugged the subwoofer and people go, is that what I sound like? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, Ugh. 
And it's like, no, no, not ick, just different. It's not, just you know, different. Has anyone ever hung up on you in a normal conversation because they just couldn't take your voice? No. Well, then your <laughs> voice is fine. So, very. That's, that's good. Yeah. So, you guys will love this. I don't think I've told you this story, Brandy. Um, it's oh, been no. probably a year or a year and a half ago, but this guy reached out to me one time and he said, Hey, um, I've been working on a podcast for a little bit. Can you, can you help me get started? And I was like, well, you know, what do you, what do you need help with? And I found out this guy had been planning a podcast for eight months. And I was like, dude, just hit record and start. Like, what are you scared of? And it was like you said, it was imposter syndrome. And it turned into like a, uh, a therapy session, which is really uncomfortable. Cause I was like, I didn't sign up for this, but he was <laughs> terrified that people would judge him. And the thing I left him with is I said, people are going to judge you and everything you do and don't do anyway. So stop worrying about what you can't control. And mm -hmm. I don't think you, know, you ever launched it. Yeah, I, I think my record is I had somebody waited. Through, they bought a microphone and sat on it for three years. Wow. And I was like, you know, and I'm exactly when you, you know, when the last time you were in Walmart or Target, guess what? The person behind you in line was judging you. Oh, yeah. So, it, you know, and, and the good thing is there's no spam in podcasting. If they like your show they'll listen to it. If they won't, if they don't, they won't. And what I love about it is you attract people that are just like you. Like I've never been to an event and had somebody come up and go, Oh, you're Dave Jackson. I listen to your show. I never, there's never like, a, Oh no, it's, I don't know, Wilbur or whoever, <laughs> you know, everybody that, that likes my show uh, doesn't take themselves very seriously, but whatever their podcast is about, they love, they're super passionate about, which is kind of like me. So yep. it's, it's a great way that you're going to attract people just like you. It's funny you say that because people always tell me how much they love Brandy. And I'm like, what, what about her, what about her co-host? And they're like, does she have one? <laughs> well, let me ask you, Dave, any major mistakes that you made kind of along your journey? Oh, yeah. I got a drawer full of microphones that, uh, you know, first I, I had uh, the Shure SM58 because it's a workhorse. Yep. And it was fine. But then I heard this guy, and he just, he just had the pipes. And he had that whole, you know, just wow voice kind of thing. I was like, man, I want to sound like you. What, what microphone do you have? And he had the uh, AKG something something. It was like 300 bucks. And I went out and bought it. And doggone it, I didn't sound like him. <laughs> and, and that microphone was made for, it's a, a type of microphone called a condenser and it just picks up a little more room noise. And I, again, was still next to the water heater in the basement with the furnace and a, a, a flush pipe right behind me, which is even more convenient. Oh, and good times. Yeah. It just didn't, just didn't work. And uh, so it's, and I understand uh, I'm also a guitar player and I don't play as well if I don't like the way my guitar is set up with the amp and everything like that. So I understand that you have to find a microphone that, uh, fit your voice to where you feel comfortable with the way you sound. But there are people that have spent hundreds of dollars on microphone and then they'll come to me and go, should I spend another $300 on this? And I go, is your audience saying your audio quality is awful? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then no, that's you're, you're, you're solving a problem that doesn't exist. Boom. There it is. Very nice. Let me ask you this. And we talked about this a little bit, but where do most people go wrong with podcasting? And you know, maybe a piece of that is they give up too soon, but what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, first of all, you have to answer the why. Why are you starting a podcast? And if the answer is, I want to quit my day job in six weeks, no, do not, that's no. Um, because for me, we're in the entertainment business. Whether it's either we're doing education or news, we still have to hold people's attention. And so when they go, well, can I make a living as a podcaster? And I go, can you make a living as a musician? Maybe. Could you make a living as an actor? Maybe. Could you make a living as an athlete? 
maybe it kind of depends on some luck and timing and, you know, putting in that practice and all the other things. So, uh, you know, for an entrepreneur, I always say there's, if you want to position yourself as an expert, let's, let's talk about things. Maybe you do a bunch of Q and a like frequently asked questions. If I'm doing a, uh, podcast for a company, all those questions that you get every day that you're like, ah, if I have to answer this question one more time, that's episode number one, that one question, because now when somebody emails you and you can still answer the email and say, oh no, you just have to do blah, blah, blah. We talk about this on the podcast and then they go podcast and you, you send them a link and they can listen to that answer now and all the other episodes where you answer all those other frequently asked questions. Now you have a better educated customer. So when they come back to you, they go, hey, and now they're asking a really good question. So they're, they're further along in that process. So you have to know why you're doing it. You have to know who you're talking to. And then so if you're trying to position yourself as an expert, uh, let, let's say I, I want to do a real estate show. And so I might talk about things like how to get, how to get your house appraised and what's the best kind of siting and things like that, that that people are looking to buy a house might not know. And then I'm going to look at my audience and go, okay, this person needs to know this. But they also love cat videos and they love French toast and they love uh, insert hockey team. Okay, I'm not going to talk about those, but I am going to talk about those things that might will hold my audience's attention and will position me as an expert. And if I'm doing a real estate show and I want to be known as Dave Jackson, the real estate guy in Akron, Ohio, I might throw in an Akron, Ohio calendar because that way the people that listen to that are going to be in my area. And that way, when somebody goes, oh, you know, I just found out this is good news and bad news. And people are like, what? I'm like, oh, my wife's pregnant. We're gonna have to move. Oh, I listen to this guy. He does this real estate thing. He, he's really great. And he's in your area. And some people don't want to do that because I want to be heard by everybody. And I'm like, well, you're not selling real estate in Oregon. So like, what's the point of that? You'll have a smaller audience, but you'll have a better, better in quotation marks, you know, a more focused audience. So that's, I think, the the biggie. A lot of people don't figure out sometimes if somebody goes why do you want to start a podcast it's like well I don't know it seems like the the cool thing to do and I'm like mm, that may not be enough motivation because when you first start out again going back to this imposter thing a lot of people think well I'm, I don't know I'm talking to all these people and I always go um no you're not when, when you first start <laughs> you don't really have an audience yet it takes a while to to build that up so uh it's uh those are some of the things I see and and just people wanting to you know, make lots of money really, really quick. And I'm like, you know, any, any business when you start it off does not like, and, co- and we're open and, you know, oh my gosh, we're out of inventory. We sold now. Usually it's not the, usually not the case. It's funny. I had a JLD on my show, maybe, I don't know, two, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And back then he said something that really stuck with me. He said, uh, last he had heard back then, uh, the average podcast made it seven episodes. Yeah before people disappear. And it's like, if you can't make eight episodes, your life is going to be a big disappointment. It's not that hard. You make eight episodes yeah. in a day, you know? Yeah. So, it's but, uh, well, the, that's another thing. Speaking of JLD, so many people saw his success. Cause the thing I love about JLD, number one, if you ever meet the guy, what you hear is what you get. Yeah. Like JLD is JLD. And he kind of said, um, you know, all these people are doing these shows. I'm going to do something different. And so he did, and he stood out because he was different. He was one of the first entrepreneur shows. He wasn't the first daily show, but he was the first daily show for entrepreneurs. And so everybody went, oh, that's the formula. 
And if that was the formula, then there'd be like 8 million Beatles and 8 million, you know, all this. It's like, it's not the formula. It's you have to find what works for your audience. And so everybody thought, well, if I just, you know, librarians on fire and janitors <laughs> on fire. And I'm like, it's like, no, it's, it's not. There's more to it than that. So uh, be yourself. Uh, find out what works for you, what works for your audience and, and be you because you're never, ever going to out John Lee Dumas because it comes to him very, very naturally. Absolutely. You know, it's funny is my first episode, I think it's about 11 minutes long. I uh, told a buddy I was going to do a podcast and within two days or three days I was doing it. And I was like, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm doing it, you know, and I, I figured it out on the way. That's it. I always tell people your podcast is a recipe. It's not a statue. And when I started the school of podcasting, I thought I was going to be talking to 30 to 45 year old entrepreneurs and it turns out I am talking to 45 to 60-year-old empty nesters. Those are the people, for whatever reason, probably because I'm 50. And all my references are old because, well, <laughs> I'm 50. So, you know, um, so you, again, you kind of attract what you're doing. But, and that's where I'm like, okay, well, these are the people that, are, that I'm engaging. So let's gear my content towards that. Um, I've had a few people that have done that. Uh, Joe Pardo, who does... Uh, used to be MapCon. It's now the IndieCon, something like that. He runs a, an event and he did the same thing. Thought he was going to be talking to entrepreneurs. Ends up a large portion of his audience are uh, stay-at-home moms that are trying to make money on the side. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and if, if he didn't want that audience, he could always tweak his content to, he's like, ooh, I'm, I'm missing the mark. I need to tweak my content so I attract the right, right in quotation marks, right audience that he was looking for. Or you can take the people that seem to like you and gear your content towards them. And the beauty of it is when somebody starts off a, uh, a question with, hey, with my podcast, can I, the answer is yes. It really is. Well, can I make the episode shorter? Yep. Can I change the artwork? Yep. Can I bring on a guest and do solo shows? Yep. It's your show. You can do with it whatever. There's no, there's no, yeah, there's no board of directors that's going to go, I'm sorry, that's against the rules. So you can do whatever you want. Yep. When did, um, Brandy, when did we start doing video? Have we always done the video piece together? We've always done video together. Yeah. So the thing I really like about podcasting in this manner we're doing now is it's massive social proof because people can watch us in our natural form and figure out, do I trust this person? Do I like this person? Do I like what they have to say? It just, it adds a whole nother level to that social proof. And I think that's something that I don't ever hear people talk about, but I think it's so important um, even here recently, I've had clients that said like, hey, I found you here. I went to LinkedIn and then I heard a few episodes of your podcast and then I saw one and then here I am. I want to work with you. And it's like, whoa, what? And that social proof things just kind of arrived to my attention recently. But man, how powerful, you know? Oh, it is. And it's just another form of communication. I mean, there's there's written. And then when you get tone of voice, now we can be sarcastic and we can do things like <laughs> dramatic. We causes. don't know it. Yeah, yeah, we know, don't can, know anything about sarcasm on this on this yeah. podcast. Uh -uh. So, None of that ever happens. But, yeah, but now when you add video, there's a there's a, you know you can kind of tell when I'm done with a question because you can see that I'm I'm my mouth is shut and things like that. So yeah, my favorite is I've gone to different events and I've had people go, "You sounded shorter," and I'm like, "Wait, how do you sound short? I don't understand how that <laughs> that works." Brandy said something like that to me one time. You thought I was what four eleven. Yeah, right. You're I'm not. six five. No, I'm just what? I'm always slumped yeah. over in this chair, but I'm, you yeah. just can't tell. It has to do with camera angle, I think. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> Very nice. Um, 
so talk to me a little bit about um, why people, and we should, we've touched on some of this, but why should people start a podcast, entrepreneurs specifically? So we've hinted at some of that, but just three real direct points that people need to hear and get their butts in gear. I kind of say, we've kind of made a joke about this, but not having a podcast in going into 2020 is kind of like not having a fax machine in 1989. It's just kind of expected. But it is, the the thing I love about it is, number one, it is going to position you as an expert. For every, uh, I think it's every 1900 blogs, there's one podcast. So where is wow. it? Um, I, I'm in Ohio. We have uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium that we affectionately refer to as the Factory of Sadness. Um, it holds <laughs> it, it holds about seventy three thousand people. And if you said, "Hey, we need all the podcasters on the field," I think the last time I did the math, it's thirty four podcasters in Cleveland. Take, yeah, if you take wow. seventy three thousand people divided by two thousand, I think it's, it's something like thirty four. Yeah. So where is it easier to be found? So that's, that's the big one. And then I do a show. I started a show oh, probably eight years ago. Um, I was going to document my weight loss journey. And I did. It's, it's, it went down and, and then it went up and then it went down and then it went up. So it's, but I, I start off the show and I say, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose weight. I get the most insanely detailed, like I'm doing this, my cholesterol and I'm trying to take Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but like, <laughs> I'm, it's not like I'm a nurse or a doctor. So, but because I have a podcast, they think I'm the quote expert. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, so. Dave, will so you write me a prescription? Other, yeah. So that's the other one. The other thing is it's a time shifted conversation. So I just had uh, an email this morning. Somebody listened to an episode from like a month and a half ago and left a comment. And I was able to then reply back to this person. And so I've had people say, I actually talk to you more than I do my friends because uh, I have a guy, uh, Tim is in Michigan, does a podcast about sled dogs. And so he said, I will hear your show. I will leave a reply via speak pipe. You will then reply back to this. And he goes, I, he goes, my best friend lives at the end of the street. He goes, I'm lucky if I talk to him three times a month. He goes, but I'm talking to you multiple times a week. So you do get this uh, conversation going with your listeners, your potential customers, things like that. Uh, I think that's probably the, the biggie. Just because in, in the end, for entrepreneurs, you, are, you need to build that relationship so that they know, like, and trust you. So when you, yeah, So when you deliver value and they're like, wow, that's really helpful. That's the best thing. When I say, hey, you know, uh, when you're sharing your podcast – don't share a link to Apple Podcasts because 63% of Europe is using an Android phone. Send a link to your website so that people can go there, listen, have buttons there for both. So you can subscribe via Android or Apple. And I said, oh, and if you're doing marketing, you'll actually get to put the Facebook pixel on their machine and now you can track them. And people go, oh, you know what? That makes sense. And so when you give a little tip like that, and they go, that, that seemed to make sense. So now they, they value your, your in opinion. And if you can be consistent, you don't have to. There are people that break the rules on this that get gazillions of downloads. But I've been like every Monday for 15 years now. And so what that is, is now you become part of their routine. I have a podcast that I listen to that puts out a, an episode every Wednesday. And she announced it. She said, look, I'm going to Italy 
I can't go to Italy and do podcasts. So I will be back in January. Everybody have a great holiday season. And it was really weird because I woke up Wednesday and I went to listen to Monica and I'm like, oh, that's right. She's not here. So it's, you, you become part of their routine. And so now they, they trust you. You're reliable because you're there every Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. And that way, when you say, hey, oh, and by the way, I have a new book coming out. Boom. You're, you're, you've set yourself up for uh, a sale. I think one of my, uh, my favorite stories on that was um, Hall of, another Hall of Fame podcaster, Scott Sigler, uh, couldn't get a book deal because he was combining horror and science fiction. And they're like, what? Those two things don't go together. And so he created a podcast, gave away his entire book. He would like read a chapter. And, and the people are like, when's the next chapter coming out? And so he, he gave away his entire book for free, then finally printed it himself. And it was releasing on uh, Amazon. He said, look, if you like the show, if you, if you like this podcast, if you could on this day, go to Amazon, it's actually going to come out in print, you know, buy one for a friend if, if, you, if you want to. So this is a whole law of reciprocity. He's done something nice for them. If you could, could you buy my book on this date? And a lot of people did because he was number two, not in his category. He was number two on Amazon and would have been number one, except for this other book. You may have heard of it called Harry Potter. <laughs> so you you build that law of reciprocity uh there's a guy that does a show about chameleon breeding yes chameleon breeding why because he makes cages so he gives all sorts of tips about how to you know make more chameleons and hey you need more you need a cage for that thing here you go and his audience has said look you know we could buy a chameleon cage from overseas and it would be considerably cheaper, but we're going to buy it from you because you keep bringing value. So it's that whole law of reciprocity that really comes into play. Got to love those raving fans. Yeah, they're great. Awesome. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about growing your list and even maybe a Facebook group from the podcast. Yeah, Facebook groups are great because now you can can get that conversation going. Uh, I've got some great ideas for episodes that I never would have thought of. If somebody's like, hey, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, list, the thing that I, I don't know why I didn't think of this. And I uh, worked with a business coach and he said, you can go into your Google analytics and look at your top pages, whether it's a blog post or a, a podcast or whatever, find those. So I have one on how to take phone calls on a podcast because everybody wants to, again, here's Dave doing an old reference. Everybody wants to be Phil Donahue and go, is the caller there? For, for you or you that are that was before oprah anyway and uh brandy's too young to know what we're talking about exactly so oh, we've already uh, determined i'm older than you so let's not go there again <laughs> so anyway so i had this post that just kept getting found in search engines so i made a pdf that said hey and it's all it was it's like hey it's a really long post if you would like this post as a pdf click here to sign up um, it's things that your audience wants. So for me, podcasters love gear. So I made a gear guide because people go, do you have anything that like, I'm trying to do this. I'm like, actually I have a gear guide. If you go over here and sign up for this. So anything they want. And, and so that's it. Some people go, yeah, I don't know what to use for the lead magnet. Go into your website. If you've already got one, find your top 10 uh, posts and then make a lead magnet for those. So that's uh, something I was really surprised the gear guide especially is just goes off the charts every now and then for whatever reason, probably in January, but it's going to go, Hey, I'm going to launch a podcast. And uh, you know, I can just see like, you just got another 10 people for your gear guide. I'm like, I love that thing. And of course at the top, it says some of these links might be Amazon associate links, blah, 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 disclaimer, disclaimer. And you know, you make a little uh, gas money through that. So that comes in handy as well. There you go. I'm not stealing all your thunder. Am I Brandy? 
Oh, you're, I'm just, I'm loving this. This is such good stuff. Just keep rolling it, man. All right. Let me ask you this, Dave. Is there any truth that after 300 episodes, iTunes, like the algorithm changes and there's like a negative, um, a negative response for doing more than 300 episodes in a podcast? No, that's, I don't know where, I've never heard that one. That here's what it is. Uh, you have, uh, this thing called a feed and I always like to use the analogy of radio. So if I was a radio station, I have a signal. So here in Ohio, it's 100.7, home of the buzzard. And so, and then instead of radios, you have apps. So instead of radios tuning into frequencies, apps tune into feeds. With Apple, they only display the last 300 episodes. So I have 701 episodes in the School of Podcasting. And if you look at Apple, it shows 300. So that's, and this is what things get really confusing. There are kind of two views of Apple. There's the Apple listing that typically is about 24 hours behind. So when you release a podcast and you go, hey, it's not an Apple, it's like, wait 24 hours, the listing will be there. Then you have the library slash subscriber view. That one is typically updated within about an hour and shows you everything. So I could be looking at my listing in Apple Podcasts and go, oh, there's 300 episodes and then subscribe to that and presto, here's 701. Gotcha. So it's, it's, it's not really a negative thing. The thing that stinks about Apple, and they're working on this, their search is horrendous. And by that, I mean it's very, very, very bad. Uh, I do a show <laughs> called the Podcast Rodeo Show. Um, it's something I did as a test that just won't go away. And I grab a random podcast and see how long I can hang on because most people's first two minutes are horrendous. And so the show is called Podcast Rodeo Show. And if you type in Podcast Rodeo Show, for a long time it did not come up because it has the word show and podcast in it and it's ranking against every other show with those in it which is everybody so uh they're working on it what they've been doing it's in beta right now is they are behind the scenes transcribing your audio and hopefully going to use that as that but like lipson has a show called the feed that won't show up and i always tell people if that's your marketing plan get an apple itunes and be found i'm like mm -mm. and that's where if you're Scanning the radio, let's pretend we actually listen to the radio and you find a really good station, you're going to save that as a preset. Well, Apple and Google give you a preset. It's this link right to your show. Put that on your website, send people to your website slash subscribe. Because here again, if you're doing the Facebook thing, you can add the pixel. Uh, you can get them to sign up for your newsletter, everything like that. But you can also get them to subscribe because it's all about the subscribers. People love ratings and reviews. And while those are social proof and there might be an advertiser that looks at how many reviews you have. In the end, it's really all about subscribers. So that's the, that's the key there. Very nice. Um, I had another question for you, and it has escaped my mind. It was um, really, really something that was, oh, yeah. Is iTunes and Apple Podcasts, is that one the same at this point? It is. Uh, in fact, they, it's funny because they changed the name, and I still occasionally will say iTunes and it's not, it's Apple Podcasts. In fact, on the Mac side, they have now done away with iTunes. Us yep. on the PC side are still stuck with it. And it's funny, Apple actually poked fun of themselves at whatever the, you know, the big event thingy that they have. Uh, and the guy came on and said, we're going to add calendars to iTunes. And they just, because they know it's a bloated piece of just on the PC side. And I'll be very happy when it goes away. But uh, so it's weird because it, there still is an iTunes but Apple really wants you to call it Apple Podcasts. Gotcha. Um, so what's next for you? You've got uh, obviously a lot of things you've done to this point. Sounds like you've got a couple podcasts now. What's kind of on your radar in the next six months or so? 
the next six months is what I do every year is I go through the, it's weird. I put on my student hat and I try to go through the school of podcasting. Cause like I realized last night, I was looking at my course for audacity and there's a thing in there about how to install the layman coder. Well, that's now part of audacity. So I need to update my tutorial. So always just kind of, cause I get a lot of people in January that, that sign up. So I'm just going to go through and the, the thing is, I haven't seen some of these tutorials in a while because you kind of have to separate yourself yep. to get kind of more of a fresh perspective. So I'm just going to go through, it sounds weird, and, and just watch every tutorial I've made, make sure it's up to date, make sure it's, uh, you know, hitting the mark. And I might have come up with a better way of explaining something. Yep. So uh, there's that. And then I've just got, I'm working on my, I, I do a lot of speaking about podcasting. So uh, I'm going to be going to San Francisco for the first time. I'm going to get to go to Boston for the first time. So I'm starting to line up uh, speaking gigs for the next year. So that's uh, kind of what I'm working on now at the, at the moment. Very nice. And I just realized, I can't believe I haven't asked you this yet, but um, I'd love a tip or two on how people can actually monetize their podcast. I don't think we've talked about that. Everybody loves to jump to sponsorship. One of the worst ways, uh, unless you're hyper niche, the best way ever make your own product. Why? Because we just said they know, like, and trust you. So when yep. you say, Hey, and, and if, if you, because you're dealing with your potential audience, um, I was listening to a guy the other day, he, he runs a, a storytelling uh, event and somebody said, how do I get my story on your show? I'd really love your opinion. And he goes, Oh yeah, we don't do that. And I'm like, that was, that was opportunity. Hello. I will pay you to listen to my show and give me your opinion. So that's the stuff that you can kind of go, oh, so selling your own stuff yep. is the number one way. The number two, in some cases, is affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. um, I do, On my weight loss show, I used to make nine bucks every time somebody bought a Fitbit because I love my Fitbit. Mm -hmm. uh, and that there were times when those checks were like a card payment. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, some people are absolutely crushing it with crowdfunding. So the Patreons of the world, because they're offering bonus content. Sometimes your audience wants to get involved with the show. Um, Jonathan over at Trivia Warfare has a whole thing where when you donate enough, uh, you can come on the show and play trivia with Jonathan. And that guy's just crushing it. So sometimes oh. crowdfunding, then you get into advertising. And so like right now I have Focusrite is a sponsor on the School of Podcasting. Why? Because that fits my audience. And I'm really picky on who can be a sponsor. I'm not going to promote anything that doesn't fit my audience. I've had people say, oh, can you talk about this service that monitors your, your website uptime? And I'm like, mm, no, I, I appreciate your service. I appreciate the offer. I've never had one of my listeners say, do you know of any service that monitors my website uptime? So no, thank you. So um, uh, host red sponsors ads are that. The ones that I just go, oh, to me, I call it like podcast welfare. Mm -hmm. is the dynamic ad insertion. And it's not a knock against the technology of being able to insert dynamic ads. So this is where you have your MP3 and you say at this mark and this mark, put in an ad. So this is where you get the Geico's and the things like that. And you are making 0 .00. Now, the last time I checked, 0 .00 was um, nothing, but 0 .0017 cents per download on the, the system I'm testing. And I'm like, and that's where people go, well, it's better than a poke in the eye. And I'm like, really? That's, that's why you're podcasting? I prefer so, a poke in the eye, actually. Yeah. And it's like, because it just, <laughs> the only thing every podcaster has when you start is no listeners in integrity. And to me, when I'm like, well, I'll go ahead and just promote, you know, whatever on my show and all, because you end up making like, you know, a 
a dollar two or 35 cents or something like that if you have 300 downloads. And I'm like, Ugh. so those are the ways you can monetize. And then there's free stuff. You know, I, I get to speak. So I'm actually getting paid to speak, which is really cool. The one in Boston. So that doesn't happen all the time. But for me, I will go speak anywhere, especially if you pay for my airfare, because that just then grows my network. And yep. those, you know, somebody in that audience is going to join my membership site. So, but those are the ways you do it. But it all starts with one thing, an audience. Mm-hmm. You have to have an audience. So when you start off, and again, we said all podcasters start with integrity and no listeners. So it's hard to monetize no listeners. So step one, grow an audience. Step two, build that relationship. Step three, monetize. And that's why most people don't make it past episode seven. Because by go. episode seven, you're up to, you know, 30 downloads if you count your cousins. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So uh, Dave, if somebody listening is inspired by what you've spoken about, uh, what's the best way they could learn more about you or your company? Yeah, everything. You can just go over to schoolofpodcasting.com. I got my contact information, got uh, 700 episodes you can listen to. If you need one-on-one consulting, I've got a link there for that. Everything's at schoolofpodcasting.com. That is a phenomenal domain, by the way. Thank you, sir. I will. I'm a, I'm a king of the obvious. I was like, Hmm, where would people go to learn how to podcast? I don't know if only there was a school of podcasting. So luckily in 2005, all the, uh, all the domains weren't taken yet. So there you go. The good news. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it was entertaining. It was informative and awesome. Well, thanks for having me, man. This is great. Awesome. And we are back to the show. Dave, thank you for your time and your contribution, my friend. And Brandy, as always, thank you for your time and contribution as well. You guys want to check out the show notes to this episode. As always, go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 186, episode 186. And you can get more information about Dave and all his links there. All right, guys. Um, appreciate the ear and the attention as always. Uh, like I said, I know... It's been a couple weeks since we we released an episode, but do not give up on us. More great content coming your way, more good stuff planned and already recorded. And I would go back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast, in the very, very beginning. Focus on the big three in your business. Are your efforts growing your list, increasing your engagement, and making you more money? If not, you need to sometimes have a hard conversation with yourself and say, hey, if this isn't working at all, or I don't see progress towards it working... Maybe I need to cut it loose. That is my tip for all entrepreneurs out there that are serious about building a business online. And I appreciate your time and attention. Thanks. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the show. To keep up with everything that we're doing, please visit intentionallyinspirational.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out our video podcast on YouTube. See you next time.